This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. This morning is Baptism Sunday. And uh, for some of you, you have... Uh, Maybe some of you have never seen a baptism, or maybe it's been a long time since you've seen one. Uh, some of you may not be baptized, but uh, today we are going to be baptizing. I think in this service, over 40 people will be baptized. Amen. Next service, I think we have at least 30 people. So overall, 70 people this week will be baptized. Amen. So I want to teach you a little bit about what we're doing today and why this is important. And uh, so I'm going to ask you to greet somebody, and uh, then I'm going to ask us to welcome everybody online as they come online. So just give everybody a great hand and then give somebody a big hug or a handshake. Thank you, choir. Thank you, band. We love you. You did a great job today. And uh, I'd like you to open your Bibles to the book of Romans, the sixth chapter. And uh, the Bible says this in Romans chapter 6. And uh, this is important for all of us. And uh, I think sometimes we need to recall our own commitment to Christ, our own decision to follow him. And in Romans chapter 6, it says, Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death. Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death. So that as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been joined together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be destroyed, that from now on we should not serve sin. For he who died has been justified from sin. But if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that when Christ was raised from the dead, he dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For in that he died, he died to sin once. But in that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, count yourselves also to be truly dead to sin, but alive to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. Do not yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but yield yourselves to God as one alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. That's a very powerful passage of Scripture, and it's a picture of what's about to happen here today. These baptismal pools that you see on the platform here, on the altar of God, are pictures of the past, the present, and the future. 
when the candidates or someone who's being baptized steps into the water and they go under the water, all that is past is past. All sin is broken. And it says that they are buried with him in baptism and raised up into the present in newness of life. That's what the Bible just said. And it goes on to say that there's a hope for the future. The hope for the future is just as Jesus was raised from the dead and has an eternity with God, so you and I are also raised from the dead for a purpose into a future. Baptism is a very, very important part of our lives. And although baptism itself doesn't save you, you're not saved by baptism, you're saved by Jesus. Amen? When you give your life to Jesus, you're saved. But baptism plays a very, very important role in our lives. There's a story in the book of Acts, and I don't have time to read the whole thing, but let me just, for the sake of time, describe it to you. In the book of Acts, there's a story about preacher. His name is Philip. He's an evangelist. And Philip is sent down to Samaria. And he's down there and he's preaching the gospel and there's signs and there's wonders. He confronts a sorcerer there. His name is Simon. And even Simon comes to a knowledge of the Lord. And in the middle of this revival, in the middle of God moving on, 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 on uh, Philip's life, God speaks to him and says, I want you to leave the revival. Leave right now. And I want you to go to the desert. What a peculiar thing. So Philip leaves and he travels into the desert. And as he's traveling, he's kind of wondering, I would think, what, 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 what am I going for? And, 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 and somehow on this journey, by God incidents, not coincidence, not by chance, he sees a chariot. And the Spirit of God tells him, go join yourself to that chariot. And he, he gets next to the chariot and he starts walking alongside the chariot and he sees that the man inside the chariot is sitting and he's reading from the book of Isaiah. And as he goes next to the chariot, he says, do you know what you're reading about? And the man says, how can I know unless somebody explains it to me? He says, well, it just so happens that I'm an expert on that book. He was reading from Isaiah 53. He says, well, hop in here and teach me what you know. And I want you to listen to what the Bible says here. Because this guy that, by the way, the guy that's in the chariot is the Ethiopian eunuch. He is the treasurer for the queen of Ethiopia. Her name is Candace. He's, the, he's a very powerful man. Let me tell you something. He's the treasurer for the queen. And, and, and so Philip joins him. He's listening to Isaiah 53. And, and, and he starts explaining to him. And listen to what the Bible says. In Acts chapter 8 verse 35 it says. That then Philip opened his mouth. And began at the same scripture. And preached the gospel of Jesus to him. He preached the gospel of Jesus to him. 
Well, I'll tell you what, that's, that's, that's our message is we preach the gospel of Jesus to people. Isaiah 53, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes you were healed. Philip knew exactly how to preach that. Here's the response. As they passed along the way, they came on some water and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? What hinders me from being baptized? Well, Philip doesn't say, yeah, anybody can get baptized. No, here's what he said. He said, if you believe with all of your heart, it's lawful. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Man, I'm going to tell you something. There's something going on here, but that's what salvation is. He got saved right there. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He commanded the chariot to stand still, and they both went down into the water. They both went down into the water, and both Philip and the eunuch, both Philip and the eunuch, and Philip baptized him. And when they had come up out of the water, Boy, I want you to see something here. You know, a, a lot of people believe that you can get sprinkled and be baptized. I'm not going to fight with you. But the fact of the matter is that they both went down to the water. And he came up out of the water. You, you, if, if, you can't come up out of something if you haven't been down into it. When Jesus was baptized, the Bible says he came up out of the water when John baptized him. And the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove, and God spoke. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen to this. This is amazing. I, I don't quite understand this, and one day I'm going to ask Jesus how this worked. He says that when he came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more. And the eunuch went on rejoicing, rejoicing. Now, I'm going to tell you something. There's something that's very powerful when somebody gets baptized. You're going to come up out of the water rejoicing. And all of us that hear these powerful testimonies today are going to be rejoicing too that another person has come into the kingdom of God. Another person has been snatched from the power of sin, from the power of Satan, from the power of darkness. And they're coming out of darkness into the light. I love this, hey? So there's two things I want you to understand about baptism. First, it's not necessary for a person to be baptized to be saved. But it is necessary for a person to be baptized if they're going to obey their Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, the first thing that Jesus did when he started his ministry was what? He got baptized. Jesus went to the Jordan River, and there he met a man named John, and there John sees him and says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus steps into the water and says, Baptize me. John says, No way. He says, I shouldn't be baptizing you. You should be baptizing me. Jesus said, No. He says, You don't understand. He says, You must baptize me. Now, Jesus didn't get baptized for sin because he hadn't committed any sin. Jesus got baptized because it was the beginning of something. It was the beginning of his ministry. He was obeying God and he was receiving what needed to happen for his ministry to begin. 
But here's the next thing I want you to see. The very last words from Jesus' mouth, after he'd been crucified, after he'd been buried, after he's been resurrected from the dead, after he'd walked on the earth for 40 days with his disciples, as he's ascending into heaven, just before he ascends into heaven, listen to what he said in Matthew 28. He says, therefore, he's telling his disciples, go into all the world, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things, whatever I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you all the days until the end of the world. Amen. Jesus' ministry began with baptism. And Jesus' ministry ended with telling his disciples, baptize, baptize. Baptism is important. We dare not minimize what Jesus so emphasized. He began his ministry with baptism, and just before he departed to be with his Father in heaven, he commanded us to be baptized and to baptize. He started and ended his ministry with baptism. We dare not minimize it. Why is it so important? Well, water represents the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Water baptism proclaims your identification with Jesus Christ publicly. It's, it, it's, it's very much like a wedding ring. A, a, a wedding ring depicts public. A wedding ring doesn't mean I'm married. I mean, it doesn't, just because I have a wedding ring, it, it shows that I'm married. But it, this isn't the wedding this is an indicator. This is me showing you publicly that I am married to one woman. The ring doesn't make me married, but it proclaims to everybody that I am married. And that's the picture of water baptism. When you are baptized, you want everybody to know I'm a Christian, I'm identifying with Christ. I don't care what the world says. I don't care who knows. I'm identifying with my Savior. With his death, his burial, his resurrection. I'm going down one way and I'm coming up in newness of life. Sin. I'm not going to sin anymore. I'm going to live for Christ. I'm going to yield myself to righteousness. This is important. This is important stuff. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.